Welcome to Psalm 19. This psalm can be divided into three halves. The first half is about how God is revealed through his marvelous creation. The second half is about God being revealed through his wonderful law. And the third half is about David asking the Lord to keep him blameless and acceptable. Let's look at them one by one. First, God reveals himself through his marvelous creation. Verse 1 to 6. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or a word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. Verse 6, the sun rises at one end of the heavens and follows its course to the other hand. Nothing can hide from its heat. Well, we really do not know when David might have penned this. But one could assume that as a shepherd boy over the hills of Bethlehem, as he traveled the sunlit days or as he lay down in the starlit night, the thoughts of creation and the Creator would have certainly passed him. What is David really saying here? He is saying, God can be found just by mere observation of the created order. God can be found just by the mere observation of the created order. In other words, God reveals himself in creation. In fact, Apostle Paul quotes from the psalm in Romans chapter 1 and he says, No one is without excuse about the existence of God. For God has already spoken through his marvelous creation and has revealed his invisible qualities, his eternal power and his divine nature. In other words, no one can say there is no God by just looking at the wonder of the created order. In fact, the more you study the creation, the more convinced one becomes that this cannot be mere accidents. There must be a creator behind it. So God reveals himself through his created order and of course vice versa too. The created order reveals this wonderful God as well. Second, God reveals himself through the scriptures. Verses 7 to 11, the instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commandments of the Lord are clear, giving insight for the living. And there is a great reward for those who obey them. Well, God gives us the general revelation about him through his created order. The specific revelation of who God is, is found in the scriptures alone. God revealed through his son, Jesus Christ. Remember Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to God except through me. But for David, the revelation of God through Jesus Christ is not yet made available. All that he has is the law. And for the Israelite, God was revealed through the law. But here from verses 7 to 11 also seem to indicate that the law, for us the Bible, can only do for us what it can do if we only read it, meditate it and obey it. And may I say, the more we understand God's word, the more we will begin to appreciate God's creation and not just God's creation, we will also appreciate ourselves and others. Baron V.S.B. writes, to be properly educated in spiritual things, you must seek to master three books, the book of nature, the Bible and the book of humanity. A scientist studies the book of nature and a psychologist studies the book of human nature. But if they ignore God's book, their conclusions may be wrong, he writes. The secret, he says, is to keep it balanced and never to miss the book of God. Third, in the light of the general revelation of God through his creation and a specific revelation through the law, David now asks God to keep him pure and blameless. 
verses 12 and 13. Cleanse me from my secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgressions. Now, why is David seeking God to keep him pure? Why is he asking God to keep him from presumptuous sins? Now, that's because David is aware that if the man and the woman whom God created, who knew the voice of both God's glorious creation and his law, could so easily be seduced by another voice, the voice of the tempter, David does not stand a chance without the help of God. And may I say, we don't stand a chance either without God's help. Yes, we hear the voice of the Lord through his creation and the voice of God through his scriptures, but also there is another voice, the voice of the tempter. And how much more should we pray to be kept in the scriptures, protected by God's grace? Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, I pray that I will continue to hear your voice to the creation and be amazed at the splendor of your handiwork and the glories of your creative power day after day, O God. That I may also hear your voice through the revealed word of God and never, never may I neglect it or grow complacent about it. But I also pray that you will keep me from the voice of the tempter. I'm aware that he is speaking too. So would you keep me safe and protected? And as David prayed, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen.